みなさん、今週のハロハロトコへようこそ。今日の司会者は僕とパイです。今週の発表することにしたトピックはアニメが人気になる現象ということです。このことについて私たちの一番好きなアニメとか今どのアニメを見ているとか私たちのアニメの経験とかどうしてアニメは欧米な社会に人気になることなどを伝えたいです。皆さんはこのトピックを楽しめることを願うことできます。はじめましょう。Hey everyone, basically, Mig just introduced us in Japanese and our topic for the week, which is anime.、Um, so we'll be talking about why anime has become popular, what some of our favorite anime are, as well as our backgrounds in anime and what we're currently watching. So, yeah, before we delve into that, let's catch up our listeners on how we've been and on some news that we wanted to share with everyone. Before we like, get into some other stuff, we do want to tell you guys that we are making a website right now.、Um, it's going to be a couple weeks, potentially a month, before we get that up and running. But look forward to that in the future. Yeah, we'll let you know what the website is once we get it up and running. But yeah, as for me, I'm basically just still in school, just doing homework, trying to balance everything, that internship. Do you have any midterms coming up? I had two, I think, last week, and I have one coming up this week, and hopefully I'm going to prepare for it probably tomorrow and like a little bit on the day after that, but hopefully it'll be okay. But other than that, there is some stuff that like I am really excited for. What are you excited about? So we were both, I know this might anger some people, but like we were both really fortunate enough to. Get our pre orders in for a PS5. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm super excited to get my PS5. And yeah, basically, same here. I don't think there's like anything aside from maybe a few sneaker releases that I'm excited for. So, going back to the PS5, did you end up pre ordering any games in addition with your PS5? Yep, I got Spider Man, the ultimate one that comes with the remastered version of the original PS4 game, and Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed. And I think that's it. Dang, nice. You're getting, you'll have three games to play right off the bat once it comes out. And the cool thing, too, is since it's backwards compatible, like, I can still play like, a bunch of the stuff that I would. A lot of your I mean, PS4 yeah. games. Yeah. Because, like, Yakuza, the new Yakuza game comes out, I think, like, the day after or two days after that. You will have to make some room on your shelf, though, since the PS5 is so huge. <laughs> yeah, there's like no room for it. But how about you? How have you been in anything you're excited for? So, same as you, I'm super excited about the PS5. I pre ordered Miles Morales. I had previously had ordered Demon Souls, but after some consideration, I decided that I wanted to pre order Watch Dogs instead. So it'll be my first time playing through a Watch Dogs game. But based on the trailers and what you and some of your friends have told me, I think that I'd really be interested in it. Yeah, and if you want to try out the other ones, they're like dirt cheap. Okay, yeah. Do you, do you have those ones? Yeah, they're in my shelf somewhere. Okay, cool. Um, aside from the PS5,、uh, I recently left my job、um, and I'm looking forward to having some time to just like relax and unwind. I'll probably be spending a lot of time watching TV,、uh, watching movies, and playing video games. Are you still going to look for employment during that time? Yeah, I'm hoping to take just like a month off and then I'll look for something either part time or full time just to keep saving up money. But yeah, that's about it for us.、Um, Pai, did you want to talk about why we chose this topic and maybe give a little background information on what anime is for people who may not know? 
For sure. Um, so for anyone that isn't familiar with anime, according to Merriam-Webster, anime is defined as a style of animation originating in Japan that is characterized by stark colorful graphics depicting vibrant characters in a variety of settings. And yeah, one of the first popular anime was Astro Boy, which was created by Osamu Tezuka, and he basically established the standard visual style that many anime today follow. Some of these characteristics include exaggerated physical features, complex plots with many characters, and distinctive animation styles. And like a big difference between Western and Eastern animation or anime is that a lot of Western animation is aimed towards kids, whereas anime is aimed towards basically everyone, whether you're a kid or an adult. Anime deals with a lot of complex themes from romance and interpersonal relationships to death, violence, and coming-of-age stories. There are also a variety of genres including mecha, isekai, shonen, and many more. Yeah. So why did we choose this then? Um, so first of all, both of us have watched anime from a young age, um, and we noticed that nowadays it's a lot more popular than it was when we were in it elementary school or even in high school and college for sure yeah um but yeah like i would say that like we took a break from it for a while like if you listen to our last podcast you may know that like i got a little fed up with anime for a bit Mm -hmm. um but like that distance i took away from it helped me get back into it and like now even my sister is like way more into it than i am so like we thought it'd be a good topic just because it's something that we're both actively interested in right now definitely i think that right now i'm on an anime kick um, so I've I've just been jumping from one anime to the next, um, but we'll talk about that more in our in our next segment. Yeah. So delving deep into the anime topic, then uh, the first thing we wanted to talk about was our backgrounds in anime and our experiences with it, and it'll help give you an idea of where we're coming from. And I feel like that will add a lot to the discussion. Uh, so without further ado, uh, let's talk about how we started watching anime. Meg, when did you start watching anime? So we both started watching it around the same time. It was in elementary school, I think first or second grade. That mm-hmm. sounded about right. Yeah, we were pretty young. Yeah, so we would get home from school and Toonami would be on. And the things that we would watch would be Tenchi Muyo, Sailor Moon, and, and Pokemon Drag- was on there Pokemon as well. too. And Dragon Ball. Um, so yeah, we basically just started off with that and like watched it every day after school. Yeah. I remember that was like the very first thing we would do when getting home was we'd turn on the TV and then mom would have a snack for us or something. And then like, as we got older, we like kind of took a break again, like because it wasn't really that readily available. Yeah. We kind of watched it in spurts and when it was available. Yeah. But once I think it was Adult Swim, right? Adult Swim, yeah. Yeah, once Adult Swim started airing other stuff like, I don't even remember, Full Metal Alchemist. I remember Crayon Shinshan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they aired stuff like Big O. I don't know if they aired Samurai Shampoo or Cowboy Bebop, but I think they did. I think they did. That sounds right. I definitely remember seeing Samurai Shampoo on there, but I never watched that myself. I think Death Note was on there as well. But yeah, that was around like, what, middle school to high school? Yeah, I remember doing that in the beginning of high school. Yeah, so around then is when, like, we both really heavily started picking up on anime again. Mm -hmm. We basically, well, me specifically, is, like, that became the time of my life where I didn't watch anything other than anime, I would Mm say. Um, It basically consumed my, like, media life. Do you remember what your first experience watching anime was like? Do you remember, like, exactly why it drew your attention? I think, like, the one that really, like, 
got me heavily back into it was Naruto. Like when the English dub started coming over here, um, I just thought the story was really compelling and it was really interesting. And then like, it was also an action anime and I really like action movies, media and stuff like that. So it was really, really addicting. And then the story just kept on like going on and on and building upon these characters and these like this world building, this lore. It was all really, really cool. Um, so eventually I got to a point where I caught up with it and I needed to start watching other stuff. So I looked at other stuff that was popular and started watching that. Um, but basically it made me happy. I really enjoyed it and I really had a fun time watching it, which is why like I got so heavily invested into anime in the first place. How about you? Yeah, like you mentioned, we started watching that back when we were in elementary school. But I think I personally started getting really into anime when I was in middle school. Um, so you guys remember Kara, who's on the Final Fantasy podcast. She and I used to watch a bunch of just like AMVs on YouTube. Um, and that's when I started watching Card Captor for the first time. And I remember just like in my spare time making my own cards. Um, and I wanted to like make my own card captor wand or staff, whatever you would call that. Um, but yeah, I really just liked the story and the history behind everything. I loved the characters. I feel like I related a lot to the characters and what um, their struggles were. And that's personally why I was into it. I also really appreciated the art style. Um, I remember during that time, I was also very into drawing. So I would draw... Um, pictures of some of my favorite characters but yeah around the time that we were like at our peak consumption of anime we started watching stuff like we're on high school host club the mm -hmm. melancholy party suzumiya mongolian chop squad or beck yeah beck was definitely one that we watched and re-watched many many times during like our summer vacations yeah and then like for me it was stuff like neon genesis evangelion uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Death Note, a lot of the Shonen Jump stuff I was watching, but then there was like other random stuff like Bacchano, Durarara, um, Blue Exorcist, Darker Than Black, Black Cat, all these like different anime that are like not relevant as much today. For I would sure. say some of them. The Shonen Jump ones and Full Metal Alchemist are, but like the Black Cat, Darker Than Black, I don't think those like carry that much fandom. Yeah, at that time in our lives, they definitely didn't watch as much anime as you did, Um I was really, really focused on Card Captor, and then when I got into high school, so when I started watching Oron and Beck with you, um, and then I found Honey and Clover, and that became definitely one of my favorites of all time. And uh, we'll but, definitely talk about that later, right? Yeah, we'll be sharing with everyone uh, what our favorites are. Um, but I feel like I didn't really have a very diverse interest in anime. It was just like a couple every now and then that I was very, very invested in. Yeah, but as for, like, what we could find, we just basically watched what we could find, what was available. But, like, growing up, I feel like anime was very different for us than it was, than how it is seen as now. So, like, not very many of my friends, maybe, like, one or two were very into anime. Um, So, at the time when we were growing up, anime was very much a stigmatized thing. Um, Like, it, it was something that we enjoyed, but, like... It was definitely seen as something quote unquote weird. Mm -hmm. um, that could be attributed to like the size of our school and population and like society that we were living in, as well as probably access to it. Yeah. Um, so like, 
being a person who like really liked anime made us seem like we were like the outcasts a little bit a little bit just like weird um so it was something that we didn't really share with a lot of people because not many people in our class or like some of our friends didn't really understand what it was and what our pull to anime was they kind of prejudged it to be honest yeah they just judged it based on what they heard about anime yeah another reason why like we really liked anime at this time in our life is because and we want to get into this in like our next podcast which we'll announce later is that like a lot of the themes especially in the slice of life stuff are very relatable for us since we have asian parents and a lot of the like the dynamics between uh, the students and their parents and the classmates were very very similar to what we grew up with and experienced. Yeah, so a lot a lot of the characters experienced like stress with school. I remember like a lot of just like romance and interpersonal relationships, friendships, and things like that. Yeah, fitting in, trying to find what you want to do, trying to live up to expectations, trying to follow your passions or find something that's more realistic. Yeah, so like I know a lot of people like. It's not limited to, like, Asians, but, like, I feel like based on, like, how we were raised and what we experienced growing up, it was a lot more relatable than a lot of the stuff that was on TV here, like Gossip Girl or whatever else was airing at that time. I don't even know what was airing at that time. I know there was probably just stuff on Disney Channel, but, like, those characters to us weren't as relatable um, because they didn't grow up in an Eastern household. So they, they didn't really share a culture with us, and I never really identified with characters not to say that I didn't enjoy those shows but I just didn't connect with them I think as much as I connected with a lot of characters in anime yeah anime for us was like something that we could really identify with and aside from it just being like really fun to like look at like the art style the colors the action the stories were really well crafted and I feel like they were super relatable to people not just Asians, but to people in general, if you were willing to give it a shot. But yeah, that was basically like what anime was for us at the time. It was like something to relate to, something that we could like not look up to, but I guess identify with. Because at the time, which we'll get into in a later podcast, there were not very many Asian figures in popular media. So we really couldn't like have a role model. Not to say that like people in anime were role models, but like we didn't It was really... just a way for us to like model behavior of people that shared similar experiences exactly. to us. Um, because, like, as we said earlier, we grew up in a very primarily Caucasian neighborhood. So, like, aside from our family and ourselves, we didn't really have anyone to share, like, our experiences with. So anime kind of, like, one way, in a one-way way, helped reinforce what we experienced. Would you say that? I agree with you there. And I think it helped us realize that a lot of the struggles we experience are not something that just us experience. They're something that are also portrayed in the media. It kind of normalized what we were feeling and experiencing at the time. Yes, exactly. That was way more articulate than what I was trying to say. <laughs> I had no way to like come up with a way to say that. You put in most of the legwork for that, though. <laughs> but yeah, after high school, like when I got into college, as I said, both of us, I would say, dropped out of it hardcore. I think closer to reasons. the end of high school for me. So beginning of high school is when I was so into it. I was super into... The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya in my, like, sophomore year of high school. I remember making this headband to look exactly like the yellow one that she wears for anyone that is familiar with her. Didn't you also make, like, the armband? I didn't make the armband. I swear you did. Maybe I did. I don't remember. I was really weird and I wanted to look like anime characters because I thought they were cute and I thought that they were really cool. So I definitely did that in high school. But yeah, so, like... 
for you, you said around the end of high school is when you started drifting away from it. Yeah, I actually think that's when I started watching more uh, Western TV shows. Like, I watched a lot of Gossip Girl, and that's when I started watching, like, Pretty Little Liars, which now I have, like, zero connection to and I'm not super interested in. Yeah. So, as you probably heard in my last podcast, being in a constant talking about anime or just Japanese stuff in general really, like, burdened my interest for it. So around, I don't know, my sophomore to junior year is like when I just was like, I need a break. And I just cut all of that stuff out of my life. But then like, because I took such a long break from it, and then eventually like, I got back into it with people who were actively watching it. It kind of engaged me to want to watch it again and to see what new shows were out there and like, go back to shows that I never finished in the first place. And the same thing kind of happened to you too. Like the people around you were kind of into it. So you decided to go back into it as well. Yeah, I had a lot of friends in college who were into anime. Um, We didn't necessarily like the same kind of anime. Like they were super into Attack on Titan, Black Clover. Um, Those weren't ones that I, I really got into. But I didn't mind like sitting down with them and watching them. And I thought it was like, frankly, I thought it was awesome that I had friends that watched anime because I didn't have friends that watched anime before. So I feel like our experiences are like completely opposite. We're like, you were glad to have it. But I feel like you got it in the right amounts, whereas I got too much of it. Yeah, I definitely had a lighter dosage of anime at that time because I wasn't, I think I wasn't really watching as much TV that time. I was just spending more time socializing and watching movies and and things like that. But yeah, so now that you guys have like a background of like our experience with anime, what we watched, um, what it means to us, I guess, and where we sit with it now we wanted to talk about like our favorite anime i think three is a good number yeah three is a good number uh do you want to start with that mig okay so so your number one favorite of let's all start from, time let's, let's start from three and build up all right fine let's let's add some drama to this <laughs> all right so for my third favorite anime are we counting anime that we're watching right now or anime yeah. that were one of mine is one that i'm currently watching okay so. So then for anime that we're watching right now, I have two for third place or tied because oh, they're both right. in a similar genre and they're both competitors in the industry. It's One Piece and Naruto. What genres are you, would you classify those as? So One Piece and Naruto are part of the shonen genre because they f- were featured in Shonen Jump, which is a weekly manga magazine dedicated to these series. Um, but yeah, I love Naruto and I love One Piece. I have not finished Naruto, nor am I caught up with One Piece. I think, like, I'm on episode 500-something for One Piece and 400 or 500 for Naruto. But I love the the uh, character writing. I love the stories, the animation. I feel like not a lot of Western media, in, like, television at least, can create these moments that, like, you really sympathize with the characters or, like, they really impact you and make you feel something. Usually books do that for me, but I don't think I've ever had that connection with a TV show in the West. But I just love the characters, watching them grow, especially in One Piece, watching Luffy get his crew together and watching them grow as a family and grow stronger and pursue a goal and face adversity. I just love it. I love everything about Naruto and One Piece because they have some of the greatest characters. They have some of the greatest story arcs, greatest action set pieces and it's just, like, something that's truly amazing. And I t- finally get the hype after, like, watching One Piece, why people love it so much. Are you watching the dub or the sub? 
100% the sub. I cannot stand the dub voices. Plus, as you all know from the intro, I speak Japanese, so this helps with my listening and speaking comprehension. So, yeah, that's why I watch the dub. Also, the voices, I feel like they convey the emotion a lot better than the English voices because, I don't know, I feel like the Western voices, the dub kind of like overdo it or underdo it. It's never like at the right the right uh, dose. Um, my third favorite is one that's currently airing. It's My Hero Academia. And I just started watching that probably like two or three weeks ago. And I am like obsessed. I don't know. I think that the characters are very like multifaceted. I, I like it when... I, at the beginning, don't really like a character, and then the background, their background is developed a little bit more, and I get to know them, and I kind of empathize with them. Um, and I agree with you, like, uh, going off what you said, there are a lot of characters in anime that I relate to, whereas in Western TV, there aren't that many characters that I would say that I empathize with. But yeah, I really just love... I love superheroes in general and like a whole anime about how kids train to become heroes is really interesting to me. And I always just want to binge watch a bunch of episodes. What what genre would you define that as? That is also shonen. So going to get a little weeby here. <laughs> um, so like at the time that I was at my peak anime, there was what was called the big three. And the big three were One Piece, Naruto and Bleach. But since Bleach was canceled and Naruto ended, it is now, like, from what I've read and from what I've heard, it's One Piece, My Hero, and Black Clover are considered the new big three. Um, because all those series are in Shonen Jump, and they're the three most popular series currently, like, airing in the manga and in anime. Oh, that's really interesting. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. One Piece is definitely on my list of things that I want to watch but right now i'm watching i feel like a million different things yeah so i'm actually like caught up with my hero to an extent i think like i missed like four or five episodes from the last season or arc but uh in my opinion you should definitely check out one piece because there's a reason it outsold the bible there's a reason why people oh, love it it's just the writing is so good i i am amazed at like the detail the planning that goes into one piece and like how he is able to execute and connect everything together uh and in terms of my hero i think you should watch purely for bakugo who is literally insane but like you're kind of rooting for him and deku to be like best friends so you should definitely check it out um so anyway what is your second favorite anime mig so my second favorite anime would be, I think we talked about it earlier briefly, but Mongolian Chop Squad or Beck. Basically, this anime is about a, I think he was in mid, it's like a slice of life anime about a, about a kid who's like in middle school to high school. And he joins a band and it's about like him finding his place in like what he wants to do in his life, dealing with like bullying, dealing with relationships. It's a little bit of coming of age as yeah. well. The reason I like it was because the main the main character, Koyuki, was so relatable at the time for me. A lot of what I was experiencing, going through, like, puberty and stuff, like, I could definitely relate to him. And, like, I haven't seen it in ages, but, like, I remember going, like, oh my gosh, this guy is going through exactly what I'm going through right now in terms of, like, relationships with a girl you like or with, like, not feeling, like, secure in who you are and the environment you are. Um, and trying to pursue something that you want to pursue and facing obstacles that uh, may hinder you in achieving what you want to achieve. But another reason why I really liked it, aside from the story and the characters, was this is one of the rare ones where I would say the dub is better than the sub. 
and it's because it's there's a lot of songs. The music is so good. Yeah. I still hum those songs every now and then. A lot of the songs in the in the original Japanese version were with English lyrics. So it was a lot of even though like the people were vocally talented, it took me out of it a little bit because since all the songs were in English, there was a heavy accent on the songs and I couldn't understand what they were saying all the time. But since like the people who dubbed it were also like talented singers, they were able to like convey like emotion and stuff into these like songs with English lyrics that were not only catchy but were really like heartwarming and touching too. I mean the lyrics that like some of them wrote were really like relevant to who I was at the time and to like who the character was. So that's another big reason why I really liked it. What about you? What's your what would you say was your second favorite anime? Um so I'm going to go ahead and say another slice of life anime like Beck. Um so mine is called Honey and Clover. Um it's an anime that's based off a manga. Um basically it's about this group of art students that a lot of them live in like the same apartment building but they all go to the same art school and it's about them pursuing their goals as artists as well as their relationships with one one another so i never like finished this i've seen bits and pieces of it with you but like from what i remember there were like six or eight love triangles or something going on in this yeah i think that's probably why i was into it was just because there were so many like relationships going on with other people um, some characters were into other characters, but they weren't interested in them. Um, and it was just a lot of like complex romantic relationships, which at the time I was like really interested in romance. And so I thought this was a good way for me to, uh, I guess, experience it and see how people react in sort of like different interpersonal situations. So you're basically like experienced by proxy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, really shy in high school. I never really went out of my way to pursue relationships with people. Um, so it was my way to like experience and learn about romance and like what it's like uh, through media. Yeah. Another really cool thing about this, like a quick, quick aside is that there are not very many slice of life anime about college students. And this is like one of the few that I've been able to see. I also really enjoy um, the theme in this and a lot of the students uh, talk about just like their struggles as college students, the stress of like getting projects done, the having stress no of like, money. yeah, being poor and having to eat like a bunch of, what do they eat? They talk about like eating potato, like potato croquettes, right? Yeah, they like eat a bunch croquettes of like all the time because that's all they can afford. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that's definitely one of my favorite anime. It's good. So what is your all-time favorite? All right. You probably know what I'm going to say already. Yeah. But my favorite anime of all time is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Shocker. <laughs> um, so it's like a little bit older. It's from the 90s. But like, I felt like that anime came out at a time where in the West, it really like started the ignition for pop for like anime to become somewhat popular. The story was super cool. It was super complex and super weird, I guess. But the characters were so well written and the design of the robots or the Ava units were, they were just awesome. And so were the action pieces and stuff. But like when I watched that for the first time, I was also really young. So like I really identified with Shinji at the time and him like trying to like live up to expectations, to not run away, to not be a coward, to be like normal, to fit in. I would say that there are a lot of coming of age themes in this anime as well. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like a mech mecha anime that like they fight aliens. It is that, but it's so much more. 
Um, there's biblical themes. There's talk about, like, depression, mental issues. There's just so many topics in this. Like, at the time when I first watched it, I couldn't, like, comprehend it. But going back and, like, observing it again through, like, more mature eyes, there's so much you can learn from watching this anime. But, yeah. It's just, like, something for me that, like, really influenced who I who I was at the time. And, like, I still look fondly back at that anime for, like, shaping what I thought and, like, who I've become. I know that's, like, really cheesy for, like, a show to do that, but, like, when you're, like, really sad as, like, a high school student, like, you don't have, like, an outlet to, like, put a lot of your stuff in and you don't have, like, people who share the same experiences with you. Having, like, seeing something that relates so well to you and making you not feel alone is, like, really, really helpful. Yeah, you become attached to it. So I think in that sense, uh, Neon Genesis is always going to be timeless for you. Like, you can go back to it, and you'll love it, and you'll learn different things about it time after time. Yeah. I will say, though, the original ending sucks. I'm sorry for anyone who liked it. The end of Evangelion, which is, like, the alternate ending, is way better. Are you talking about the series or the movies? The mo- Well, like... Because I only watched the series. Getting so. Weeby again. So the series ended, and apparently, from what I read at the time, Hideki Anno, the creator of Evangelion, had like a mental breakdown, which is why those last two episodes were so weird. But then he went back and made the movie End of Evangelion, which, from what I've read, is supposed to be like another ending to the series. Then he came back again even later with the Evangelion Rebuild series, which is like 1.11, 2.22, 3.33. And those are just basically a like a reboot, but the story is different. But yeah, Evangelion is awesome, like it's going to be timeless for me. It's something I hold very close to my heart. Even during that time, I didn't watch anime. I still love Evangelion. I love Shinji. I love, love Asuka so much. And yeah. What about you? Um, so before I say what my favorite anime is, I did watch Neon Genesis. I would say that I had watched bits and pieces of it when you were watching it at first, but I wasn't super invested because at the time I thought it was like really dark and like kind of weird. And I was like, oh, I'm not super into this. Um, but since I've been on my anime kick, I watched all of that. And the characters are written so just like complex. And that's not just like the main character, Shinji. It's like all of them and their relationships with like their family and their friends. And each just... other too, like Misato and uh, uh, Reiji. Is that his name? It's been a while since I've watched I it. I think so, yeah. 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 Um, so that's another reason to watch it. And there are a lot of references like, I think if I had watched this when I was younger, I wouldn't pick up on the biblical references, but there is a lot of, like, biblical references Allusions, within the right? lore. Is Allusions, that the word? that's the word that I'm looking for. Allusions, Michael. Within the lore. Um, so you should definitely check it out. It is, like, a little bit dark and a little bit strange, I would say, if you're newer to anime, but I think it's one of the most iconic anime. Yeah. This is another, like, weird thing. I, I After, like, going off of how I love sub, since I watched this when I when I was younger, and I, I watched it with the dub, and I can't watch it any other way now. Um, the voices for Shinji, Asuka, Rei, the English voices are the voices to me. I mean, like, that's not... It may be different for you, but, like, because that was the way I originally watched it and rewatched it over and over again, I cannot watch the sub for that. Yeah, I, so that's definitely the same for me. So my favorite anime is Cardcaptor Sakura, which came out originally, I believe, like 90s, 2000s. And I was, I didn't watch it when it was airing because I didn't really have a way to access it. But I first started watching that when I was in middle school. Um, for people that don't know, it's like the it's like the magical girl genre. 
Um, so basically, she's this girl in middle school who picks up this book in her basement, opens it, and a bunch of cards fly out. And they're just like, each card has like a different magical power, and she has to collect all of them. Kind of like Pokemon, right? Yeah. I would say a little bit like Pokemon. It's just like, it seems a lot more fantasy to me. But aside from like magic and fantasy, there is it deals a lot, again, with relationships, which was another reason why I was super interested in it. Um, So it taught me to think about like how to overcome personal struggles. So like you see how she deals with like fear and things like that. You see how she interacts with like the guy she has a crush on and with like her brother and her family. I feel like I related a lot to her familial relationship. But yeah, I I feel like I, I learned a lot from that anime. I still remember all of the themes Despite like having watched that in middle school, I rewatched it recently, like within the last month, and I still know all the themes, which are in Japanese, like by oh, heart. Oh, you you mean like <laughs> the, the music themes? I thought you were talking yeah. about the themes of the show. The music themes, yeah. I definitely know those um, by heart. And it's just like it has very lighthearted moments, but also has moments where you're like, oh dang. Uh, But I would say it's geared a little bit more towards a younger audience. The characters are definitely not as complex as in Neon Genesis. But I I have so much nostalgia for this show. And it's something that I think I will love forever. Yeah. So, like, like, even though, like, those anime are old, it's just strange to think, like, how much they've, like, affected our childhood and how much they mean to us. Like, you talked about rewatching it recently and how you still enjoyed it. The last time I watched Evangelion was, like, I don't sometime in college. But even then, like, after watching it when I was a kid to watching it in college, and even in high school when I was watching it then, too, it still held up incredibly well for me. But, yeah, those are basically our favorite anime. There's definitely a lot more that we like. This podcast would be way longer yeah. than an hour if we so talked like, about all the anime that we love. Stuff like Full Metal Alchemist we both really mm, like. Death FLCL. Note. FLCL was really good. Um... Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, um, the other shonen anime like Bleach, Hunter Hunter, uh, stuff like that. I really liked K-On, I'll throw that there. Oh, K-On also, yeah. But yeah, there's just so much anime that like we watched growing up and like even like a little bit in college that like we still enjoyed it and it still like was relatable even though it was like in a weird setting or something like that. I think part of the appeal that of why anime is so appealing and like these anime in particular is compared to Western cartoons or Western animation, with the exception of, like, the increase in more adult ones like Archer, Rick and Morty, and Avatar, and Korra, a lot of them are geared towards children, and, like, as you get older, you start to outgrow that stuff. I don't think I could watch stuff like SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents. I remember we watched, what was that called? Code? Oh, Code Lyoko! Code Lyoko. Okay, so I watched that I rewatched that recently. It's on Amazon Prime. And I was like, why am I not as into these characters as I was when I was younger? It's what you said. Like, you kind of outgrow those because Western animated shows, older ones at least, don't really have topics that you relate to as an adult. Like, you can't really attach yourself to a character and empathize with them. And I don't know what I'm saying here. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It caters to, like, a generation to make it entertaining so in my opinion, it's not very complex. There's not a lot of nuance and not a lot of themes. I'm not familiar with a lot of the Western animation going on today. I know, like, Steven Universe and, like, Adventure Time were really popular for, like, subverting expectations and, like, being more relatable to adults. Legend I, of Korra and Avatar as well. Yeah. I've seen those. But, like, the other stuff and, like, stuff that's currently airing, I have no idea. So maybe, like, the genre has also evolved 
uh, compared to when we were kids. But I feel like because we didn't grow up with the stuff that's going on now, we don't have that connection with like those cartoons. Yeah, as there's we do not with as anime. much of a sentimental attachment to it as there is with anime. But yeah. So aside from like our three favorite anime, we also wanted to talk about some stuff that we're watching right now and wanted to recommend. How many do you, do you should we limit it again to three? Yeah, let's limit it to three. I'll I'll probably say like the three most recent that I've watched. All right, go ahead. You start. Um, so I will say I said already my hero academia, which is one that I wanted to repeat. Um, but I watched another slice of life, just like relationship one called Toradora. The two main characters are just these two people that were kind of like outcast growing up. People thought that they had like angry eyes or that they were just very like intimidating. Um, So they're really misunderstood. And it's their basically detailing like their experience in high school and navigating how they deal with like talking to the people that they like and achieving their goals. So if you're looking for a slice of life anime, I would definitely recommend that. It's so cute. Shout out to the Palm Top Tiger. She's the best. You mentioned My Hero. I am watching One Piece and I'd also like to recommend people to watch One Piece. (laughs) So like I'm almost at the time skip. Like I said, I'm like on episode 500 something. Um, so I just finished the Marine Ford arc, which was exhausting, emotionally exhausting, just b- based on the events that happened. Um, so now, like, they're doing flashbacks and stuff like that, which is, like, a little bit hard to go through because, like, the last arc was just so intense. But you guys should definitely give it a shot. I know, like, I've talked to people and they go, like, the art style is kind of weird and it's too long. But if you just give it a shot and stick with it and, like, watch just, like, a couple of episodes a day, like, even, like, one or two a day, you'll eventually, like understand i hope at least why it's so good i feel like there's always that initial struggle to get into this is for any Any kind of tv show for me is like the first few episodes are a little bit hard for me to watch because you have to establish like what the world is and and who the who the main characters are and it's just a lot of like not as interesting things i think in the beginning but once you get into a show they're able to like introduce more compelling themes and yeah. things like that. And that, I feel like that's the biggest case for the shonen genre, right? So, like, characters like Naruto, Luffy, Deku, uh, Ichigo, all of these characters, like, they start off, like, as, like, underdogs or, like, no-names. And it takes a while for them to actually do the really cool stuff. But, like, it's really cool seeing how these characters grow over time. Yeah, the progression and the evolution of the characters is one of my favorite things. And that's what I love about One Piece specifically, is like, Luffy gathers this crew of just random people, each with their own roles, and seeing them interact and grow, both stronger individually, but together as a family and as a group, is just like something that's so compelling to watch. Um, But yeah, One Piece is definitely the first thing I'd want to recommend. How about you? What's your next one? Um, so my next one is one that you actually recommended to me and that my friend Leah was super passionate about, and it's Food Wars. So, like, this is basically about um, someone that goes to culinary school and his experience um, starting out as, like... He's kind of like a prodigy. Yeah, he's a prodigy, but he doesn't know that he's a prodigy. Um, but I would watch it purely just to see the food and to, like, learn just cooking styles and different aspects of um, the culinary field. Um, So watching that show, there are so many dishes that just make my mouth water. There was this steak thing that he made. 
um that oh the egg dish oh gosh there are so many just like delicious food while you're watching it um how many seasons does that one have it's ongoing right it's almost done so the the author of the manga did finish it up and i think that this season was supposed to be the last one but it got delayed because of covid ah okay but yeah what do you feel about the fan service for that show though like all the like the outfits and like the bursting out after they eat the food. I think that some of the fan service in the show is a little bit strange. Um, it was definitely a little off-putting some of the costumes that the characters were put in when I first watched it. But when you put that aside, um, I think that there are a lot of very interesting and complex characters in it. A lot of interesting, I guess I would say ways of cooking that I never really thought about or, um knew how they like worked so there's like someone who's purely into meat you like learn a lot about just like cuts of meat you learn a lot about stuff like that yeah yeah. marbling and like raising your own food and And then there's like like characters that that are like specialized in spices or specialized in like using technology to make the best dish there's characters who smoke things exclusively focus Mm -hmm. on using like natural ingredients it's just like a wide variety of different cooking styles that are brought together. It definitely makes me want to become better at cooking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? What is what is your next uh, one that you would recommend? So the next one we recommend is also is ongoing. Um. So like, I like basketball a lot, and this is a basketball anime. It's called Ahiru no Sora. It's a high school basketball anime about this kid who's like he's short, but he's like a really good shooter and a dribbler, and it's about him like forming a team at the school that doesn't really have a basketball team. And trying to win, like, the championship in honor of his mom. Um, Without getting too much into it, there's a reason why he wants to do it. But it's really cool seeing, like... I like it when there's, like, a... Like, the uh, cast isn't singular. Or it's not focused on, like, just a couple of people. This one's focused on a whole team. So, like, like Luffy's crew, he's... They're actively recruiting new team players to play on their basketball team. And watching them grow as a team and grow as individuals and learn to understand each other. And even learn how to play basketball is really fun like other basketball or sports anime it's very very like over the top with like the uh the showdowns and all that stuff um it's a lot of like yelling and screaming and like all that very exaggerated yeah exaggerated that's the exact word i would use um but yeah i really like sports anime even though like the only sport i really watch is basketball like i've watched soccer ones i've watched a running one have you watched that volleyball one that one's on my list i've watched part of it i know it's really the parts I've seen are really, really good. I just couldn't keep up with it at the time. But sports anime is just, like, strangely... It's just strangely fun to watch for some reason. So what is the third one that you're either currently watching or want to recommend to our audience? So I watched this one over the summer. Um, it's called Legend of the Galactic Heroes. And it's, like, as a tagline that's in German. I'm not going to even attempt to say it. <laughs> but it's a remake of this one that happened in the 90s that's based off a popular novel. Or popular novels that have become like really well renowned in Japan and have become ballets, plays, operas, stuff like that. Basically, it's a space opera about two nations that are at war, and it does a really good job of showing like politics, diplomacy, um, how war is like gray and there's no like winners and losers, how everybody's just doing what they're told. They're acting in the best interest of what they've experienced and what they've learned. Um, it's a very, very, it's more of the mature anime stuff. I don't know if you don't like politics. And you don't like uh, complex, I would guess, storylines, stuff dealing with like coup d'etats, with like siege tactics, military tactics, 
Just stuff like that in general. What time period does this anime take it's, place It's in? a sci-fi anime. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's basically, like, about a dictator. It's a really complex history, but basically, like, this guy took over, like, all of the universe. Eventually, a bunch of people decided to separate from it and form their own nation, and it's how these people want to liberate the nations that are still held under the dictator's, like, reign. And it's about how the dictator, like, the people under the di- dictator's reign want to crush the rebellion, I guess. Kind of like Star Wars. But oh. but it, it's just, it's a really incredible anime because it deals with so much stuff. Like, so much stuff that's affected by war. How war affects economics, um, supply lines, stuff like that. It's just very, very interesting. It's very in-depth. And I could see why it has become so popular in Japan. I do want to buy the books. I think there's, like, I don't know how many there are, but, like... They're not that long, but I am curious to see how he wrote the books compared to, like, how it was adapted for the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the anime stopped on season two. They are making a season three, but they haven't announced the date for it. But it is definitely worth a watch. I think it's, like, 20... It might be 24 episodes total. Okay. But it's definitely it's worth the time. pretty short. Yeah, so now that we've talked about, like, our experience with anime and, like, what we like, I think a really cool topic to, like, include on, like, anime in general is why it's become so popular lately and, like, how it differs from when we were younger. So why don't you start with that? Yeah, um, so I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on this. One reason why I think anime has become so popular is that it's a lot more accessible now. So really, there were no streaming services when we were younger. So the only way we could watch anime was on like Toonami or on Adult Swim. Or like buying it straight up. Or buying it, yeah. yeah. So I know that Best Buy had a... Their anime section was a lot larger before. And yes. I remember that we would go there and you would spend some time um, just reading like the back of the DVDs to figure out like what the anime was about and like if you liked it or not. And that was kind of risky because like something could seem interesting, but you wouldn't always like it when yeah, you actually Yeah, I remember like... It. There was this one called Dean Angel that I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I bought it. I did not like that anime at all. So, like, it was since, like, I loved it so much. And that was, like, basically the only way I could access new anime at the time. It was very, like, risky because sometimes I didn't even know what I was getting. I will say, though, that's how I found Honey and Clover. I saw the back of it and I was like, oh, this seems really interesting. I'm definitely going to check this out. Yeah, same with me and Beck. Like, we just saw it and go like, oh, this sounds cool. Let's check it out. Um, But yeah, anime, like, at the time for us was very limited, and, like, it's so surreal to think about it now, because you'll go to stores like Urban Outfitters, and there's, like, crewnecks and sweatshirts with, like, Naruto on them, and, like, anime's kind of become, like, fashionable in a sense, too. And, like, just geek culture in general, like, stores like Box Lunch now exist, which are purely dedicated to... Collectibles and fandoms and things like that. But in the past, like... As we said earlier, like, anime was a bit stigmatized. It kind of is still today, but I feel like it's... Not to the same extent, I would say. But I feel like that's just a specific subset of people that, like, kind of give it a bad name. Um, But yeah, like, as she said, like, it's because... A big part of why anime, anime has become so popular today is because of technology. Streaming services, access to, like, forums and things that bring people together like reddit there's huge uh, reddit communities about specific anime and just anime in general being able to share titles of anime to talk with other people who are interested in anime as well as to 
just stream anime like even stuff like it's not as risky like as we said before where we have to buy it you could just randomly go on netflix and click on that gambling anime and watch that that one looks cool i want to check that one out <laughs> but yeah anime is just so much more accessible these days because people are more connected via technology and information technology information technologies people are forming communities like before you were probably like more alone yeah it's like what you said about our experience with anime when we were in middle school and high school we didn't really being in a smaller town we didn't really have a lot of people that shared those interests with us so when we found someone that was into anime it was unique and it was an awesome experience for us whereas now it's pretty easy to find other people that share interests with you like you can go on reddit and find people that watch literally whatever kind of anime. And you can have discussions with people and and reminisce about what you like and what you don't like. And like going off that too, like another reason why we think it's become more accessible and more like popular is because of globalization. Because of these technologies, places from all over the world are able to share stuff more efficiently and more regularly. So like before where you could only access certain anime via Toonami or via Best Buy for Us... You can basically stream anime that is being aired at the same time in Japan. Any anime is almost accessible because, like, you have access to what companies are producing or what is popular in Japan or what's popular wherever in the world. So in real time, you're able to experience what someone in Japan is watching and experiencing. Everybody, because of, like, how interconnected everything's becoming, it's so much easier to access things now like information about anime information about new seasons yeah and um individuals are like no longer displaced because they're able to find a community um through the internet and through these like forums and things that you're able to find so easily yeah so like because like these communities are growing and because the communities are larger so they have a larger voice companies and stuff are able to realize like how much of a following like anime or like certain certain anime have so because of that, like, I feel like anime has become a lot more popular just because it has a bigger voice. But going off that, too, like, in Urban Outfitters, as I mentioned earlier, or just, like, some, like, random stores, there's, like, even, like, streetwear brands are collaborating with, like, certain anime. It's just crazy to see, like, how people who don't even know, like, what they're wearing or, like, what the reference or the origin of the anime is, and they just buy it because they think it's cool. Like, they see it and they think, oh, this is awesome. I don't know what it is, but it looks really stylish. Like... People are more accepting of things because it's just out there now. Adidas had, like, a whole run of Dragon Ball Z sneakers, and, like, they were stupidly expensive now because it's so it was so hard to cop them. People wanted them, one, for the hype, because, like, they didn't even know what it was. They were just going, like, oh, everybody's buying these. I gotta have them. But there were also some dedicated anime fans who were like, oh, this is really cool. So, like, anime is no longer just about the fans now. It's also, like, f- almost for a- anyone Right? Yeah, I would definitely say that it's made its way into our culture and just like something that's super popular nowadays. Yeah, so like we use the term pop culture to denote things that are like popular in like media and stuff. In the past, like I would say anime was like a form of pop culture, but it wasn't popular in, in the West at least. But like because of like all the stuff we mentioned earlier, it is like something that's super popular now and that's become a little bit mainstream. Not that that's like a bad thing, like. The more people that come to something, I think the better it becomes because we get more of it, right? Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. I think that it's a win situation for everyone in the anime community because once there's a higher demand of for anime, we get more of it and we get to consume as much as we want. I mean, going off of something similar but different, look at K-pop. K-pop was not relevant at all like a few years ago, but thanks to like 
the internet, thanks to like globalization, K-pop groups are coming here. K-pop groups are like in the top charts for like music. And like, they're even outselling Western artists. It's just so crazy to see like how much globalization and information technology has affected like certain aspects of pop culture. Of course. Like it's a way for cultures to kind of seep into other cultures. So it makes me really happy seeing more of like Eastern culture seep into Western mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. Like we get to experience so many different things now. And like, I'm really glad that like anime has become popular enough to the point where it's not something that anyone can be ashamed of or hide anymore. Unless like it's to the creepy level, I guess. Yeah. Unless you have some uh, anime pillows in your bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it's just so surreal to like, I know we keep saying that, but like thinking about the past, like I remember when I was a kid, like I bought a Naruto hat with like the, the headband thing and wearing that in public would have been scrutin I would have been scrutinized like hardcore as like a loser a there geek was just a nerd. like a lot of a lot of shame in it and it was the same with me and like my I had a lot of like plushes and things like that I had like Orin High School Host Club keychains and I like never wanted to explain to anyone what that was because I knew that there was just such a big stigma associated with it and like we had mentioned before, like you see anime in stores like Urban Outfitters. It makes me so happy that there are so many more stores now that sell just like collectibles and things like that for like your favorite anime. Um, for me, collectibles are a great way to like express what my interests are in my home. And like seeing those things every day, seeing the statues and the posters and things like that, it makes me happy because anime has been such a huge part in my life. Yeah, and like... It's not just even, like, the original, like, merch that was kind of, like, out there and, like, gaudy, I would say, a little bit. But, like, even, like, fashion stuff like Uniqlo, as I mentioned earlier, Adidas. Um, and then there was, like, this line with, like, a collaboration artist that did a bunch of Naruto shirts, too. Like, it's becoming something that's – it's evolving, right? It's becoming something more than it was before. Yeah, it's it's not as gaudy. It's something that can be aesthetically pleasing. It's, like, another way to express yourself. I feel like a lot of people are defined by what they like and what they enjoy – And, like, in the past, anime was something that, like, you were stigmatized for. But now, like, it's become something so positive and so influential that it it can, like, be a defining part of a person's identity. And it's nothing to, like, feel ashamed about. Like, you can proudly say that you like anime and no one's going to be like, oh, that's so weird. Well, you might get some of that, but, like, you won't face as much adversity, quote unquote, I guess. And if you do, you will have a community that supports you and understands why you like the things that you like. Exactly. But yeah, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrapped up? No, I think I've said most of my main thoughts and ideas on this topic. So yeah, that was basically all we wanted to talk about today in anime. I hope it was a good conversation for everyone. I know we had a really fun time recording this one. Yeah, this was a really fun episode to do. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, our next episode is going to be a cultural one again. And this time it's going to be about Asian representation in media. and Basically like who we thought were like our role models in the Asian like popular culture, like in Hollywood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how we think that like environment has slowly started to change as time has gone by. So, yeah, we we hope you tune in for that episode. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's Holo Holo Talk. Please like, follow, and subscribe. And let us know in the comments what your favorite anime is and why. Um, To keep up to date with the most recent Holo Holo Talk news, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at at Holo Holo Talk. 
And once again, thanks to Jay at Audio Binger for providing us with the music. We'll see you all next time. Thank you. Bye.